Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another episode of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, and as per usual, joined by Tyler, who anytime we sit down and talk some college ball. But Tyler, the NFL draft is coming up, a very, very fun time in our world, considering how much we love college football and the whole draft process and everything that goes along with it. Very exciting. But Tyler, it's been a little while since we've sat down. How are you doing today, buddy? Danny, I'm doing well. It's always a great time talking to you, talking all things college football, chopping it up. It's been, what, three months now since we've done a proper sit-down talking college football. Uh, we avoided the national championship episode because, uh, yeah, that national championship went about as poorly as it could have for me <laughs> and as well as it could have for you. Um, we don't care about—no, I'm kidding. Uh, one of the prospects is from the national championship from TCU, unfortunately. But um, I'm doing well, really, really well. Um it's spring. The weather's nice. Today is a little cold, but it's been great weather last couple last week. Um, vibes are extremely high. Obviously, very busy. Finals are unfortunately coming up. Senior year is almost coming to an end, which is sad. But you know, what's happy is that the NFL draft is coming up, and 262 men's lives will change forever in just next week in a couple of days i cannot wait for the nfl draft can't wait to chop it up with you i'm really excited for today yeah a week from tomorrow the draft is going to be happening in kansas city and uh this is a very very interesting draft yeah. I, I think there's a lot of guys that have a lot of boom or bust potential um and then i feel like maybe more so than ever there's a lot of uh, sure prospects especially on the defensive side of the ball there's a lot of guys that people are looking at the Will Andersons, the Jalen Carters. I think Tyree w- Wilson is up Definitely there. A, a lot of really good uh, wide receivers in this class. Stacked I, quarterback class, too. Stacked quarterback class. I, I think I have four, four maybe five quarterbacks. Quarterback potentially and cornerback, go. yeah. And then in uh, the wide receiver position, probably five, maybe six guys that you could see uh, with the first round. And there's also potentially three tight ends going mm-hmm. in the first round, which is almost unheard of. Um, but I want to start off with this quarterback class. I, I think there's a clear four um, that are at yeah. the top that will probably be top 15 picks. Mm-hmm. I, I have all four in my own personal mock draft going uh, in the top 11 picks. Um, but uh, starting off, I think kind of it, it, there's there's a top two that people are really talking about that have the case to go number one. I believe right now there's has become a clear number one, and that's Bryce Young, uh, measured at six foot, over 200 pounds in his pro day, um, a very, very productive quarterback. And I think we've seen the last couple of years that that tag of Alabama quarterback is going away that they can't succeed in the NFL. Tua was great last year before he got hurt. Mac Jones, take what you will from him, but he's a serviceable NFL quarterback. And then there's Jalen Hurts, too. And then Jalen Hurts. I, I think Oklahoma claims him, but he was an Alabama guy he was a Bama to product. start. Yeah. Um, but Bryce Young, I mean, last year, 
Over 3,000 passing yards, 32 touchdowns to only five interceptions, a QBR over 86. Uh, pretty much a surefire prospect, I, I would say. He reminds me a lot of like a Russell Wilson esque player where he can get outside of the pocket and make plays, but is really more focused on that accuracy, especially with the deep ball. Definitely. I think Bryce Young, to me, he is my QB1. I think I have three elite quarterback prospects and then one decent one who I'm not as high on. We'll get to that in a second. Who's my top guy. Of course, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, you you and I have uh we have different interests in QBs. But um I think to me Bryce Young is the Number one, I wouldn't say clear number one because I think that the top three to me are all very elite prospects with different strengths, different weaknesses, uh, different boom-bust potential. But I think Bryce Young has the least flaws that – His his biggest flaws is is size. size. And to me – that's it. Exactly. I think his – when it comes to football, intangibles, all that stuff, I don't think he has any weaknesses, true weaknesses. I think that he has good arm. It's not elite, like blow you away, like, oh, that guy can throw 65, 70 with touch – to me, I see the Russell Wilson comp, and that's because of size. Another shorter, undersized quarterback that I also see a mix-up is Drew Brees. I, I think the, the, ac- the accuracy. Yep. You, I see a mix of Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. I think Russ, in terms of the young Russ, like where he was like smart, he would be able to anticipate plays and make plays out of structure. You'd see that. But Brees, in terms of the accuracy, the poise in the pocket, he, to me, the thing with you see with Russell Wilson is he'll run into sacks a lot. He'll have yeah. he has not the best pocket presence. I think Bryce Young has the most ca- calm, poised pocket presence in this class. Unbelievable footwork. He plays better under pressure, and he's Mister Fourth Quarter. You saw him lead multiple game winning drives, multiple fourth quarter comebacks in his two years as a starter at Alabama. And you can say, oh, the numbers are there, obviously. Um, numbers aren't the end-all be-all for a college quarterback. It's the traits that matter. And to me, I think Bryce Young has all the traits that matter. He's extremely, extremely accurate. Throws a beautiful deep ball. And what intrigues me about this is you watched last year Alabama. You lose his number one receiver, Jameson Williams. You lose his number two receiver, John Mechie. Um, I'm pretty sure they lost Jaleel Billingsley, too, their number one tight end. Jameer Gibbs steps in as running back. That's his really only elite weapon that jumps off the screen. Bryce Young still puts up elite numbers, dominates, and goes into Kansas State in a bowl game where you you really know it's a disappointing year for Alabama not making the college football playoff. It's it's a lost year in terms of Saban land. He still goes out there and dominates Kansas State, a very good Kansas State football program, and just goes out there, plays one of his best games of his career in a game where he didn't really even have to play. I mean, really, you know what he's proven. He's been to the national championship. He's won a Heisman, and he goes out there and puts it on his line. Lo- Puts it on the line for his teammates and dominates. I think what intrigues me the most about him is he's poised and he gets calmer in the face of adversity. This is a trait that I saw from Joe Burrow at LSU, where he's better under Ooh, pressure. I don't know if he's quite the prospect. No, no, he, Burrow. But. I, I don't. It's it's a different vibe to me. I don't think Burrow is a generational prospect. It's a different vibe of you see a guy who gets calmer under pressure. That's why I see him okay. when he's young, and I think that's an amazing trait to have. With Burrow, I knew he was going to be good just because of his pocket presence. I don't see the quite the same level with Bryce Young, um, but he is also a, a very, very good prospect, but if we keep talking about Bryce Young, we're not going to be able to get through the 30 guys that <laughs> I have picked out to talk of course, about. Of course. Um, so let's transition over to CJ Stroud, who has a lot of talks about being the top guy. Um, Frank Reich's uh, perfect size for a quarterback. That's 6'3", 6'4", 220 pounds, uh, very good arm, very accurate as well. Um, I mean, he, he had a 72% completion percentage yeah. um, last year, which is uh, as a junior, and last year a, a 66. Yeah. 
He's, he, he's ridiculous. He, he's a very, very good quarterback. Um, last year, uh, 3,688 passing yards, mm-hmm. 41 touchdowns to only six interceptions, and essentially an 89 QBR, which was good enough for second in college football. Absolutely. I think he... I I originally had him going one I in my too. mock draft. Um, I I since changed it because there's a guy that I think would be a perfect pair up for him down in Texas, considering they had the 12th pick. Mm. Um, and that that idea are we on the same page yeah, right we're now? Probably on the same there page. There we go, D Scott. That, that idea of C.J. Stroud combined with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who we will talk to. Let's not spoil the mock draft at, a little too much, but we're at on the number same page. 12 reminds me a lot of the Burrow Chase yeah. when they were coming. Um, but they'll be going in together. They'll be able to grow mm-hmm. together as prospects, um, and I love that. I I really like C.J. Stroud. Um, when I when we went to the Heisman, very poised in his conversation. Yeah. Um, wasn't uh, like overly confident. Uh, confident, I would or say cocky. cocky. Um, very A humble nice guy. Chain, he had a sick yeah, chain. Yeah, <laughs> he, he dresses. He dresses the part. He yeah. he really looks the part of an NFL prospect, NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um, and I think he fits into this kind of new wave of quarterbacks that are coming in that are very good uh, throwing the ball and can also make plays with their legs. We haven't seen it as much with him, but when we got into the playoffs, he was making plays with his legs. He, he's very, very athletic, and it doesn't show because he hadn't need to show it Yeah. because his receiving room has always been absolutely dominant. But I think C.J. Stroud is like a very, very good prospect, and his game translates to the next level, especially in this new era of football that we're stepping into, that these quarterbacks have to be very, very accurate, be able to throw the deep ball, and make plays with their legs. And I think C.J. Stroud hits on all those extremely to an extremely high degree. It still would not surprise me if C.J. Stroud went number one would not surprise me. It would not surprise slightest. me at all. I think that Frank Reich, Josh McCown loved him at the, at the pro day. You saw them chopping it up. Josh McCown was probably joking around with C.J. Stroud about playing one-on-one. They're both, obviously, they both love basketball. But um, to me, I think Stroud does fit behind this Carolina team. Carolina already, to me, has an elite or at least very good offensive line. Young offensive line, but very good, very talented. And Stroud is Frank Reich's perfect quarterback. Um, To me, I think Stroud is the best thrower in this class. Obviously, Bryce. I think Bryce is a little more dynamic in terms of can do both in terms of throwing and running. Obviously, we mentioned CJ can run, but that's my one critique with him. I want to see him run more and want to see him use his legs more. He didn't need to. That's the thing. When you have a wide receiver room that has Marvin Harrison, who could be a number one overall pick as a wide receiver, (laughs) and then Jackson Smith and Jigba, who who we've seen absolutely just take over games when he's healthy. Yeah, and then last year you got Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. What do you you want the guy to do when he's got that that high of of weapons? Yeah, the thing to me is he's the best thrower in this class purely just because I think he's just just the slightest slight more accurate than Bryce Young. You can say that's because of his weapons, but C.J. Stroud to me is also another guy who's a big game player. If you look big at big game player, he's he a huge steps game up. Player. He steps up when it matters the most. When the lights get bright, he steps up. Obviously, you can say, "Oh, he never, uh, he never beat Michigan." That's not his fault. That's the defense's fault. He played well in both years in the Michigan yeah. game. First year, a little bit worse, but last year, this year, he played well. Um, he played good enough where they yeah. could have won the game. Exactly. That's just on the defense for playing poorly uh, and a terrible game plan, but. 
you look at the bowl games uh, last year, Utah. Remember that Rose Bowl? One of our favorite games of all time. And then this year against Georgia, the best defense in the nation. The was a much closer game. Like that it was that a one game, point game. Yeah, it was a one point game. CJ basically played a perfect game, except for maybe the last drive. You can if nitpick. it wasn't for a missed field goal. Exactly, you can nitpick. Oh, his oh, yeah, but that's on his kicker. He played as perfect as you can get against a an elite defense that's borderline NFL talent. Uh, yeah. CJ, is, well, I mean, it's a borderline well, no. NFL defense. No, exactly. That's why I meant yeah. to say borderline NFL defense. Everybody in that team is going to the NFL, damn near. But um, CJ Stroud has a strong arm. He's accurate and like extremely accurate. Is an NFL thrower. What does he remind you of? To me, he reminds me of Joe Burrow. Uh, that's my ceiling to him. I'm mm. putting all these guys. All these guys I'm listing are their ceilings. I think that he is a day one starter. Very composed. I think he's ready to lead an NFL team. And I think that he's good enough to be that guy from the get-go. The only cons to me are he doesn't run enough. He gets a little too comfortable in the pocket, which leads to sacks where he can just avoid and get out of the pocket. And we've never seen him without an elite receiving room. That's my only cons with him, but the pros outweigh that. And to me, he's my QB too. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a prospect that or a guy that makes the most sense. He, You know... Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I think you're going to agree with it after you think about it for a second. Like a young Carson Wentz. Eh. Think about I, it for I, a second. Yeah, the, the, a little bit. The big arm, big frame. I see that w- more with another prospect that we're about to talk about in a second. But yeah. I see more Joe Burrow in terms of the poise, the, um, the accuracy yeah, yeah. Are all three you gonna, levels. Are you going to just talk every prospect's Joe Burrow? You already compared I've, Bryce Young to him a I, little bit? No, I only compare one trait of Bryce Young to Joe Burrow. I don't see any similarities I, besides that. But this, I think CJ Stroud is, is a much better runner. Than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's um, fat. He's uh, sneaky, athletic. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I he doesn't really have a, a very good comp for me. I think he's just kind of his his, his own being. Um, yeah, he's a very very good quarterback. He does all the little things right, and I think he's, that's going to translate well to the next level. But moving on yeah. um, to my guy. I know you're not a huge fan of him, but that's Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Will Levis, I think he has the best arm in the class. He's much more athletic than he gets credit for. Um, didn't have the greatest year, but he also played for Kentucky. What do you expect from a guy that's uh, a top prospect at Kentucky? Um, I think he he's translates very well to the next level. His size, his athleticism, his arm. I see a lot of the same qualities in Will Levis as I do Josh Allen. I feel it's a that's a chalk comp that I made. It's a at chalk first. comp, but yeah. it it's the right comp. I think I made that comp at first. I I'm starting to see it a little less because I don't see him as a much more willing runner than Josh Allen. I see Will Levis as a guy who can run. That's who I'm going to compare him to Carson Wentz. That's who I, I, that, that's, I knew. I knew you were going I, Carson Wentz. I think to me he has the. A top two strongest arm in this class. He has a to, top one. No, nah, I, I don't agree with that. I think he's a very, a relatively accurate guy, and he's got the build for an NFL quarterback. He I, he got screwed over a lot. He got because screwed of over his, hard. his receivers were not very good. Yeah. If you go back and watch a lot of the tape, they say he's he's in, inaccurate because he had ten picks. I believe like five of them bounced off receivers' hands yeah. and just got popped up. I think that his. The thing is, I'm going to be a little bit less hard on him just because if you look at what happened, he lost his offensive coordinator, Liam, yep. Cohn, uh, Liam Cohn, to the Rams. That's he. That's between his junior year and his senior year. Uh, loses Wondell Robinson, his number one target. He loses a bunch of talent, his offensive line. 
and he still was pretty serviceable. I'm just the reason I why think I'm, he was more yeah. than serviceable. I, I think, think he was. He was, he was, a, he was solid. Objectively, he was one of the top quarterbacks in college football I last would, year. No, he wasn't. But um, I think he was a very solid, serviceable quarterback. But I just the thing, the cons to me are. I don't think he's like a bad prospect by any means. I think he's like people are like uh, people are like too low on him. Like oh, he's the next Zach Wilson. I don't see that because I think he's a better prospect and a better quarterback. The cons are he's going to be 24 by the time he plays his first NFL game. He is older than the other top three prospects by a good amount. Turnover prone. Obviously, you did mention the five, four or five picks that bounced off his receiver's hands. I've also seen four or five picks where he threw it directly to the defender in a terrible read. Couldn't read, uh, uh, what do you call it? Couldn't read cornerback's eyes. And he, I don't know, I just, there's something about, I like watching him, I'm just like, I'm not, as impressed as I am with the other three quarterbacks. Um, also, a little injury. You can say, I wouldn't say injury prone, but you, you got to keep an eye on those injuries. He had foot, finger, shoulder injuries. Yeah, but and I don't think that you can you can really fault him for that when yeah. his offensive line was the worst it's in college bad. football. Definitely, but just something to keep an eye on in terms of yeah. his durability. Um, and also... The worst of the worst. He puts mayo in his coffee and eats bananas with <laughs> he eats bananas with the peel on. Uh he's that to me makes him undraftable. Wouldn't draft him with a seventh round pick. No, but realistically, I do think he's a solid quarterback. I think that in the right situation he'll be really, really good. I I, I compare him to Car- like a Carson Wentz and a Matthew Stafford, where he's got the elite, elite arm. Questionable decision making, but in if you got the right guys around him, he could be really, really good. That's why I, I- do the the chalk argument of Josh yeah. Allen because I think you know he may not be as willing of a runner. I don't yeah. think when Josh Allen came in he was as willing of a runner. Uh, no, I think kinda, he was. He kind of because de- he had to be because he was very inaccurate. I think he developed that a little bit more. Uh, he's definitely de- it, his accuracy and everything has yeah, really skyrocketed. Great coaching, um, Brian Dable. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I think you get Will Levis in the right situation, and, and there's a team that I see that would be extremely extremely good for him in in the first few picks um that wow. i think he could succeed extremely well in and it would be beneficial to both parties uh i just yeah. i really like his his uh intangibles i think he has a monster arm and he's more accurate than people give him credit for yeah. i mean he had a, a 65 completion percentage last year which is uh, better than Bryce Young and one percent lower than C.J. Stroud. I feel like completion percentage is also very misleading, but you watch the tape; he is it pretty can, accurate. It, I mean, it can be misleading. Yeah. I don't. It, he he didn't have as many attempts as them, yeah, but course. he also got knocked around a little bit. I yeah. think completion percentage. I, I think it it can be misleading, but yeah. it also translates very well if it's correct. If you. To me, I don't really care about completion percentage as much. I care about more like yards per attempt and seeing guys push, the, being willing to push the ball down the field. And I did see that from Will Levis. Yeah. Well. So, so I am intrigued. He's not like my. He's not like spoiler. He's not in my top three prospects in terms of quarterbacks. I think he's the QB four to me, and it's I, very clear. He might be my QB two. I think it's very clear that he's my four, just because I just don't see as much upside compared to the other three. But um, I do think that in the right situation, he can be really good. So, not gonna say he's like terrible, but I don't see it as much as I do with the other three. Fair, I'll I'll give you that. But we'll we'll transition to your guy who mm-hmm. I'm not uh, as high on. I just think he's he's way too raw, and people are just looking at his athleticism yeah. uh, traits, and, and you know that. That has worked out in the past, but yeah. 
Anthony Richardson, I think he's more of a runner than a passer. He had a 54% completion percentage. I just don't see that translating. Sure, he has a big arm, but I think he's not like... I just don't see his game translating well. You could have said that same exact thing about Josh Allen. Josh Allen was horrible in college in terms of completing passes. The thing with me is Anthony Richardson, he's the youngest of the four top four. I'm going to, I'm going to put my case out there. Anthony Richardson's the youngest of the four top four quarterbacks. Yeah. He's 6'5", 245, built like a truck. He is the perfect, perfect build for an NFL quarterback. Runs a 4'4". You can say, okay, the athletic like that that's cool he had a 10 relative athletic score which is perfect he is the top 100th tier 100th percentile athlete amongst all athletes um he has to me the strongest arm in this class um he has a stronger arm to me than will levis by us like i wouldn't say significant amount but he has a stronger arm and the accuracy you watch it it's also misleading you can say the same thing about will levis but i think anthony richardson has more much more upside just because you watch his game much more upside Sure, he he's the highest ceiling, lowest floor prospect. Yeah, that's fair, but I think I'm more banking on the ceiling because you look at him. The he has the prototypical size, the athleticism that any team would dream of. His accuracy, his passing touch improved throughout the year. I'm watching film on basically all of his games, watching the through and through. His receivers can't really. He doesn't have any good receivers uh, who can run routes. Same with Will Levis, but he. He's more athletic. He is a stronger arm to me. He throws with anticipation, throws with touch. Um, I watched him. His footwork is also his footwork is, you know, subpar. I wouldn't say subpar. It's average and can be above average. That's the same thing that Patrick Mahomes had coming out. His footwork was also re- really bad in college, and worked worked on that with an NFL coach with Andy Reid. All that. Same thing I see with Anthony Richardson. I think his pocket presence is really good. I watched him be composed in the pocket, no one to escape and run and use that four four speed, but know how to stay in that pocket. He, th- as I said, throws with anticipation and touch, and the accuracy is mu- very misleading to me. I think that he's much more accurate than given credit for. I saw him make a ton of NFL throws where he led guys, hit him in tight windows, or led guys down the field into open field open spots. I think that he. I think that he has the highest ceiling. You can say, okay, sure, he has the lowest floor. I don't know about that because his floor to me is an automatic top ten rushing offense in the NFL. I think that you take you put you put, I mean you put like, it you put no no but you put in half of the game already. You got the rushing attack down. I think you get that down. You and you coach him up to become an elite passer. I think he he's a guy where you need to sit him for a year, let him sit behind a veteran quarterback, learn to system, learn to you know become more accurate, and then he has the high ceiling. To me, his ceiling is through the roof. He was, to me, at one point, my quarterback won. The only reason that he isn't is just because I bank on those guys, other guys' floor being a little bit higher. I just really, I saw it with it. Like, when I'm watching the tape, I'm like, wow, this guy pops off the screen. He is the clear best, you can see, you're, he's the clear best player on the fle- field at all times. He's in control at all times. And the thing is, you... I've seen him have really good games and really bad games. Even though those really bad games, I still see NFL throws. I just need him to clear clear up the turnovers a little bit. He has all the same problems Will Levis has. He's just a lot younger, a lot more accurate, and better, even bigger, stronger, faster. And so I, I can bank on that translating a little bit more. So I'm a little higher on that. I just, I really don't see his game translating like like you do. Okay. And that's that's fine. We can mm-hmm. we can disagree yeah, on the of prospect, course. but I just don't see him being 
the same type of player that that you're envisioning. I think you're envisioning a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, I'm that type of yeah, that Cam, type of guy. Cam Newton, Jalen Hurts this year, that type of guy. Where those he's those big, guys big came yeah. in though already. I feel like better established passers. Maybe not Josh Allen. Yeah, but, not Josh Allen. But Lamar was. Lamar was. Lamar was a what back or two times? No, just one. He won just a Heisman. Heisman. He should have won. Should have won a second. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lamar's but they elite. they were all like pretty pretty good passers already. I just don't right. see it translating. I don't like his decision making. I, I don't think. But you he, could say the same thing about Levis. Yeah, but I I just see it translating better. Why, I, for, why is that? I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. Is it a gut feeling? It's a it's a gut feeling. <sighs> I I just okay. I think Levis got dealt a, a much worse situation. Did he? I then and, yeah. And I mean, Richardson had a first year head coach. He also had no NFL talent around him in terms of offensive line. Uh, his yeah, they have a Cy- Osiris Torrance. Who's Osiris Torrance a, a is first one round. Guy. A first round. He's offensive he's their lineman. offensive guard, but that's yeah. one guy. He didn't have. A he has, he has a, yeah. he had a much better like Anthony Richardson had a much much better and offensive also worse. Line. I'd say worse weapons than Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, you're crazy. Florida had some terrible. Justin Shorter isn't that good. They don't have a single receiver. I can be like, oh wow. Like name, I think Ricky name Pro- one on. I can't even. I name. think Ricky Pearl's son was on the team, but he wasn't even good. I can't I even name one on Kentucky. Chris Rodriguez, the running back. He's a good player. I can't name yeah, anybody. I mean, I just don't see. Like, I don't know. They I both just have very I just similarly don't... bad situations, and I just yeah. see more with Anthony Richardson, more upside, three years younger, three sure, bigger, sure. bigger just body, the, more athletic. I just he's I can't not see he's look. not as accurate. He's he's a much better runner. I'll give you that. He's a much better okay. runner. Yeah. He he's just I don't like his progression, how, how he reads the field. I just uh, oh. don't. I don't see it. I, I don't saw, see. I saw him multiple games where I I was watching. There him. were so many podcasts that we did this year, Tyler. Yeah. That we were both like. Uh, the, after the first, uh, when Florida beat Utah in game one, yeah. we're like, okay, Anthony Richardson, give him the Heisman. Mm-hmm. The next week we came back and he said, okay, this guy sucks. <laughs> no, like, but he's he, awful. He, right. he has either really good games, and those really good games are games that he rushes for two touchdowns. No, but you see, you, I go back after this. I went back after the season. I just like watched him. Obviously, the numbers are not pretty sometimes, but I watched him. I watched a guy who can go through progressions. I saw a guy who went through second, third, fourth, three at times, and I was like, I was impressed. I was like, people don't give him credit for that. People are like, oh, he's a one-read quarterback because he's a runner. No, I saw him go through two, three, four progressions and only run when he had to so multiple times through the game and i'm very impressed with that here's one of my biggest things is i will take an older prospect over a younger prospect unless that younger prospect is the surefire number one pick i think so you're a high floor over high ceiling guy i'm a high floor over high ceiling guy interesting i uh, i think that both of them have because i I'll, and i'll tell you why you okay. see it you see it every single time with these quarterbacks, you take the guy with the highest ceiling, and then they turn him to bust. But that's because of bad coaching. I, I mean, not always. Some guys. Yeah, sometimes a guy just isn't isn't it. good. Like you can't you can't just. But, I I can't but become the, an NFL quarterback right. if Cliff Kingsbury decides to personally train me. I'm not going to be that guy. Sometimes <laughs> well, guys just some sometimes guys just don't have it. That, and I think, oh, that's not up to you and I to decide. I think that's just like that's yes. in the inside the what do you call it, inside the head, all that little stuff. Yeah. I just think that I Anthony think, Richardson. I just has think it. younger younger prospects that aren't the surefire number one pick don't turn out to be as good as people want them to. 
I, I saw it. Look at the two years ago draft. Oh, Zach, Zach Wilson? Wilson and Trey Lance. We don't even really know what Trey Lance is. Trey Lance is, is a wild card because he's, he's been hurt and he's been dealt yeah. a weird hand. But um, like, Zach Wilson, th- these, that's... These yeah. guys were, were young prospects, but, high ceiling, exactly. super, super low floor, and they both have turned out to be pretty big busts, I, I uh, would say. Zach Wilson, we'll, 100%. We'll yeah, we'll Trey, Lance Trey Lance is, is probably not going to be the starter in San Francisco we'll, this year. We'll wait on Trey Lance. He's a wild card, but Zach Wilson came from a small school, had one year during the COVID year, silver spoon kind of guy. You know, we... we I, I'm just I'm just telling you. Andy like, Richardson just, was the SEC quarterback, and I just... I don't know, man. I, I see it with... I see it with... Aunt Richie, I'm not gonna write off Will Levis because, dude, I don't want to be that wrong on I'm that. I'm not. I'm I, not writing off Anthony Richardson either. I yeah. just think his his game doesn't translate as well, especially with mm, the. I don't know. He, he's not. He's not accurate. Will Levis is is much more accurate. You can say that, but he does he go down the field as much as Anthony Richardson? Does he make go to? His third, but we're just we're grade? talking about all these good games, or you're talking about all these throws that he makes. I mean, he's completing 53% of his passes. That's not... As I said, completion percentage is misleading on both sides. Will Levis could be more accurate than his numbers say, could be less accurate than his numbers say. I think that I saw Anthony Richardson go through his progressions. But every we'll single every yeah. single good game we talked about with Anthony, Anthony Richardson last year was him rushing the ball, him having a good rushing game. Because he had to, because his receivers aren't getting open, aren't separating down the field. It's just the way things go. I, I mean, you could see that with Lamar Jackson in the NFL. You could say that with multiple guys in the NFL. That's because their receivers are terrible. They can't separate down the field. Their offensive line doesn't hold up. You can say that about anything. So I don't know. I just am extremely high on Anthony Richardson because I think, one, the ceiling's super high, and two, the floor is high just because of the rushing offense alone. The floor is the, he has I don't the know, highest. Man. He has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor, and I will stand by you that. You can say that, yeah. He, he, sure, he can be a great rusher. Taysom Hill is a great rushing quarterback. Taysom, Taysom Hill is, is, is probably <laughs> is probably the best rushing quarterback in the NFL. Lamar and Justin Fields exist. All right, we're gonna be here I'm all just day saying, about that. Like, yeah, he, he's probably he's probably the best, but he can't throw the ball. We does that make had, him, does that make him an elite quarterback? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was he's a he's a gadget player. There's a difference. Sure, and I, put, I mean he's but, put in that situation as a gadget player. You can say that. Or is he, he not? Is he not a top? Like, if you look at it objectively, is he not a top five rushing quarterback in the? He's NFL? not a quarterback anymore. Doesn't play quarterback. He's but a tight but end. if he if he was a quarterback, he would be a top five rushing quarterback in the NFL. Sure. Yeah, that, that really it, think, it doesn't it really doesn't think, translate. But that that translates because like the offense. I don't know. Taysom Hill is completely different though. Taysom Hill is, is never regarded as a quarterback. He came out. He came out with significant injuries coming out of BYU small school. He What's was never he listed at for fantasy football? Fantasy football. <laughs> What's he listed end. at? He, he had tight end eligibility, so I don't want to hear it from uh, you. Two, uh, our freshman year, like he had. That was one freshman top. year. All right, well, this is a, this is I'm a just dumb saying, argument. We've I'm had, just saying. We've had this. We're, we've been waiting to have this argument for three yeah. months, so it's gonna go like this. But I love it. I just, I, I'm not gonna say, oh, I see it with Anthony Richardson because that's dumb. I think that he is the high, clear high ceiling, and you can say lowest floor, but I'm banking on that ceiling just because the traits he has, what he showed me on tape. And I think his pros outweigh his cons, just because they're so much higher than the floor can be. You See, know? I, I'm maybe I'm just I I think the cons outweigh the floors or out, outweigh the pros, and that's that's our difference of opinion. I think, yeah, but, I think it's because you made up your mind during the season, and I just don't know. I I'm banking on Anthony Richardson proving well, proving you wrong, but also just being a really good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Moving on, uh, we're gonna have to cut some of these guys out. Yeah, um, we can make it work. Moving on, um, fire away quick. We'll talk talk some defensive guys. Um, 
defensive line. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, top, a clear top three. Yeah, uh, and I think that's Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, and Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Yeah, yep. Um, I personally have Jalen Carter as my top defensive prospect, even though I think Will Anderson will go above him. Yeah. I think Jalen Carter, what he can do on a football field is uh, like supernatural. Yeah. When he gets cooking, he's almost impossible to stop. Right. I think that Jalen Carter is to me is my two, just because I think Will Anderson's one, just because what worries, excuse me, what worries me about Jalen Carter's you saw. You can see he has some off the field issues and stuff. However, but, when yeah. you you can put him in a four three scheme or a three it, four, you can put him in three tech, five tech, anything. He's uh, close. Yeah, a three a three four. A he three, be a three four. four defense fan. Yeah, or, or a defensive tackle, and he'll just eat up. I see. I don't know about the size. That's not. He's not Jordan Davis. I mean, dude, he's six three, three hundred pounds. He's a big boy. Uh, no tackle's got to be like 340, 350. I, Aaron Donald's what six foot two eighty. Oh, yeah, Aaron Donald plays on the edge. As a, as a uh, he's three, a defensive tackle. He's a three-four D end and four-three D tackle. He plays in the three. You you get what I'm talking about. He's a three tack. Yeah, just like just like Jalen Carter. I see a very. I, I think he's he's just yeah. such a disruptor mm-hmm. that definitely he can he'll get going and instantly come in as one of these top five. I think his first year he's a top five uh, defensive tackle. In the I don't NFL. defensive tackle so loaded right now, so I can't say that. But he, top ten, he's he's an instant game wrecker, and I, I see where I you're coming from with that. You have, uh, pro. I mean, definitely Aaron Donald. Well, I we're think, not, we're, let's not list like the yeah. guys because we're gonna be here all day. But you get where I'm going. I think I we're guess, on the same page yeah. there. I think that. Jalen Carter, the pros do outweigh the cons. I think he's very explosive out of stance. He was the best player on an an NFL defense, damn near the clear best player. You could see, oh, that guy. He pops was the off. best player yeah. on the best team in back to back years too. Yeah. And people were talking about him last year when they won the national championship. You had Jordan Davis next to him, Devontae Wyatt. Like those are both NFL no, first Trayvon round guys. Walker, Trayvon okay. number one overall pick. They had like four. What they had? I think this they, had year, they had eight guys yeah. go in the first. And then round. they have like this year Nolan Smith, Keely Ray. They have yeah. so much talent on the defense, but Jalen Carter was the best player on that defense back to back years. The only reason I'm like a little worried is because yes, the off the field issues. The reckless driving racing re- arrest is, you know, some a red flag. It's something to get worried about. But what worries that's me a, is that's an immaturity thing. I it, think, I think, yeah, you he needs to land on the right situation. But if he yeah. lands in the right situation, oh my god, he can wreck any game. He can be the best defensive tackle in the NFL. Yeah. Also, what worried me is watching him at this pro day. He looked very out of shape. Very, very un- like he looked bad. Um, he looked like he didn't really. He was out of shape. He was slow out of his stance, slow in drills. Just didn't look like the Jalen Carter we knew. And I was like, uh, like you know, dropped his stock a little bit. I still, obviously, I still think he is to me a top five, clear top five prospect, an elite blue chip prospect. And he's got a clear argument for the number one defensive prospect. But I, I, I have him too, just because of just a I slight mean, drop. he might be my number one overall, overall prospect. prospect. I would not be mad at that. I think that's that's a fair call. I think if I think obviously, he, he's yeah. he's sliding down a lot of draft boards because yeah. of the off the field issues, the the potential of the immaturity. Yeah. But then there's also all these stories of him, you know, buying his teammate lunch every single day yeah. because he he wasn't on scholarship. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I just think he. He has the intangibles 
that translates so well. Yeah. And if you get him in a situation that's good for him, he a could be defensive minded coach, he could be not only the best defensive tackle in the NFL, he could be the best defensive lineman, the best defensive player in the NFL. Yeah. If so he it's gets, a lofty comp, but like, yeah, I, 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 I just, it. I see it and I, I really, I really like him. But we got to, yeah. we got to transition over to yeah. your guy, Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, much more of a down year. Uh, this past season compared to his junior year, where I mean, he had yeah, it's it's kind of seventeen and a half soft, sacks. Yeah. It's kind of hard to follow up that sophomore year. Yeah. This is sophomore year, but um, like it's kind of hard to follow that up. Yeah, uh, still still a, a very good year. Ten mm-hmm. sacks, um, and a, added an interception this year and a yeah. touchdown. Oh yeah. Um, so I think I think he's he's one of those surefire defensive ends, outside linebackers, wherever you're going to mm-hmm. play him. Um, I don't have a comp for him. He's yeah. just like. He's a special prospect. He's going to yeah. be very good. I wouldn't hate if you had him above Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally, I'm a, I'm a fan of the big guys that can move yeah. and just and that could be the next the guy game. too. The next guy too could yeah. be one of those guys. Um, but I think Will Anderson will translate very very well to the NFL and yeah. will come in as the the defensive end right now is so loaded. Yeah. Um, I guess I would I would compare him to like a Von Miller as yeah. That's who I had, but I think that's a chalk. That's that. That that's would be a, the chalk another, comp. Yeah, I think that he doesn't have as much. Be- Von Miller has the like the most bend of en- like yeah. getting as low as any edge rusher I've ever seen. Generally, like just he, I they mean, have that's a, a, a similar thing. a similar size, similar so. size, similar pass rush bag right out of yeah. college. Von Miller obviously went number two in the 2011 draft out of Texas A and M. Well, Anderson could go number three to Arizona if they don't trade down. Um, he to me is the prototypical speed rusher, where he is he can do power and use the bull rush, use some rip moves, but his specialty is speed. He's maybe got a, yeah, yeah. here here uh, maybe maybe a little Nick Bosa esque. I, I, I don't plays, say as much if Bosa. he plays defensive end though, that combination of Bosa's speed bigger. and power. I think uh, Bosa's bigger. I don't think by much. He, I, I think, think he's bigger. Bosa's, he's got, Bosa's, six, got, Bosa's more polished. As te, in, yeah. as a te, he's a pure technician. Bosa's the best technician in the NFL. He's the best defensive player in the NFL. All right, slow down. But um, DPOY. Yeah, but um, he he reminds me a little bit of Vaughn. A little bit of Brian Burns, too, out of, uh, on I the Panthers. Just speed that. rusher, but Brian Burns is a little bit bigger, but just like the quickness, the quick first step. He's got an amazing first step. He's got powerful ha- hips and hands to just attack any tackle. He's athletic, and what intrigues me is he's also a very good run defender. It's not like he's, oh, I'm just here to sack quarterbacks. He commits to the run. He contains his edge well because he's fast, he's athletic, but he's also a smart defender. And it's very impressive to see he can chase after on the backside. He can chase running backs down. He can chase fast quarterbacks down. I see a lot of just very good traits for him as a speed rusher. I would like him to add more power to his bag, a little bit more size. But right now, I see him as my number one defensive prospect to me the top three prospects are they're interchangeable to me honestly like i think they're all elite at what they do i think they all have elite traits some are better and some at some stuff but i think that will anderson's my number one right now but it could easily change I don't, by the day i don't hate it yeah i'm kind of in the same boat there i have days where will anderson's better and i have days where jalen carter's probably better. tyree wilson could be better yeah, yeah and, he's and, really and good well we'll talk about him right now 61 yeah. tackles last year seven sacks forced fumble um, he's a guy that I haven't watched a ton of film on. He's good. But every time I watch his film, I'm like, dang, this dude is going to be a very good NFL player. Yeah, I think I think he had more sacks. I think he had 13 and a half the year before and 14 this past year. He is productive. He's really good. Um, the thing is, he's he looks like he's built in the lab. 
You talk yeah, about a defensive I mean, end who's built in the lab. He's 6'6", 271 with 35 and a half inch arms. Ridiculous wingspan. The guy was built to play defensive end and yeah. sack quarterbacks and make quarterbacks' lives my, hell. My comparison to him is Miles Garrett. I think yes. Very similar size, similar build, very fast yeah. off the edge. Yeah. Just a freak of nature uh, mm-hmm. that I think he's getting a little outshined by the, the two other prospects that right. are like potentially generational you know once once in a for all we know he could be generational yeah he's that good exactly where the the two guys are so surefire can't Mm -hmm. miss prospects that he's getting outshined yeah but he could he would very easily and if he went back to school i know he's a senior he's a redshirt senior he's a little older next next year coming out he could have been the number one prospect of Um, course so i think that he really intrigues me because he's Elite in both the run and pass game. I think he's the best run defender. He, I think he's a little bit better of a run defender than Will Anderson. Strong as hell. He's a power rusher. Yeah. But um, he can line up inside and outside, which is just adds a little bit of versatility to it. You can throw him in scheme. For all you know, you can throw him over to center as a defensive tackle in a blitz scheme. It's fun to see how you can use him. I think you toss him with any like he's a plug. He's yeah, a plug and play. Guy he's a plug on and the play guy. Line. Exactly. He's got extreme crazy length, so you can use a swim, his rip move, the stab. He can use any. He's a pretty deep bag. What, it, like, what, what do you call it? Has him behind Will Anderson to me? Because if you look at him, he's built in the lab. He could yeah, easily be your number one prospect. He's not as like he's not as fluid as that rusher as Will. And Anderson. he also doesn't have the recognition that Will Anderson did, being mean, the best player yeah. on the Alabama defense. Like, right. Being but the this best is a big player 12, on, yeah. yeah. This is still a Big Twelve football player. He went to Texas A and M, then transferred to Texas yeah. Tech. He's still like a big school guy. He's not like huge school, obviously not Bama, but yeah, like, or it's not Georgia. Bama or Georgia. And I think that's right. why he's kind of slipping because he but, was never on a good team, really. Right, but he's still a top five to ten prospect. He's a cl- he's oh, uh, he's a lock to go top ten. I think yeah. he goes top five personally, and I think that he top five. Yeah, where not, does he I, go five? Five. We'll talk about him in the mock draft, but he I think he's top five prospect or top mm. ten prospect. We'll go top five to six. We'll see. But I think yeah, he's really elite. The one thing is I would like him to become more fluid. He's a little stiff with his movements just because of his size. But if he can add a little bit of fluidity to his game, he's he he will be a nightmare for quarterbacks for the next ten to fifteen years. Fair enough. Um let's kinda quick fire through these receivers since yeah. there's so many of them. Of course. Um, my personal top one, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Um, just such a good player. Reminds me a lot of like a Keenan Allen type of Ooh, receiver. Interesting. Um, similar size, sure-handed. When he's healthy, he's the best player on the field. Yeah. Um, just very, very good. As a sophomore, had 1,600 yards and nine touchdowns. And then, I mean, everyone saw that Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl game, performance, yeah. which th- made me fall in love with him as mm-hmm. a prospect. Uh, hurt pretty much all last year. Had played, I think, just a one game versus Notre Dame. Or yeah, maybe barely... had a had a couple of more performances where he came in. So last year was a lost year. Let's, yeah, yeah, it was a lost, lost year, year. But I just, he's my top receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds me a lot of... Uh, like Jamar Chase coming out where he sat out that year and then comes in and just yeah. is well, instantly yeah. yeah instantly becomes the top or top 10 arguably wide receiver well let's not like let's not uh, what do you call it put all that pressure on the kid but i do see I him. mean if he's listening to to this yeah great yeah. i'm just saying you you get where i'm going though i think that JSN is my top he's a top 2 receiver prospect to me i flip back and forth between him and another guy um Say flowers, but um, yeah. I think JSN is what impresses me is is well, obviously, he's more athletic than people give him credit for. He ran yeah. like a four five 
four five nine. He's got uh, great body control. Insane, in the air. insane route running. Insane yeah. body control. He's a little bit bigger, so he's like what six one. He's athletic, ridiculous route runner. I think he's the best route runner in this class. I think that he, to me, I guess he is my one just because like, he has the highest. He has the highest floor of any of these guys, but he also he has, has the a, highest floor. But he also and arguably the high, highest ceiling. I wouldn't say high ceiling, but he has a very high ceiling. Yeah. And to have, be the best receiver in a room with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Marvin Harrison Jr. It's is ridiculous. He's so he's so good at what he does. Reminds me a little bit. To me, his ceiling. Cooper Cup. Um, you can toss him in the slot. You can toss him outside. You can move him around. He's a willing run blocker, which just adds a little bit of value to his game just because teams don't know if he can play tight end, line up in that close slot, and just burst off and run around. He's so good at what he does. So polished. I think that he is my 1A, 1B to Zay Flowers. I think he's unbelievable what he does. I'm really high on him. Um, My number two guy that we're going to talk about right now uh, Jordan Addison, the uh, Bolitnikov winner as a sophomore, At Pittsburgh, uh, yeah. a little bit of a down year last year, yeah. but still very, very good with uh, I think Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. He, w- he was just a little banged up. Um, six foot, 175, um, had almost 60 receptions last year, 875 yards, eight tuds. Um, but his sophomore year, he was the best receiver in college football, yeah. uh, 1,600 10. yards, 17 touchdowns. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He was on a tear with Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me a lot of Chris Godwin. Interesting. Very, yeah, this, I, I think, interesting. similar. Can stick him on the edge, can stick him in the slot. Great route runner. Yeah. Um, I just like what he does. I think that he reminds me a lot of Devontae Smith. Just the size comparison. Six foot. One, He's six, a little bit thicker than Devontae nah, Smith. Nah, they're both extremely skinny. Devontae uh, was like six. He was six one, one seventy five. 175. Jordan Addison, you said six foot, 170. They're not very big. They're That's their biggest flaw. Yeah. They're undersized, but... Very elite, very, very, very good route runner. Um, solid. I'd say good hands, uh, good to great hands. Um, I think if you, he's the second highest floor to me of any of these receivers behind JSN. Yeah, I think he's just JSN, but like slightly worse. I wouldn't even say slightly worse. I just, I, just, I think they're different, 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 receivers. different receiver. I think you see Jordan Addison is more as an, of an X receiver. Yeah, uh, JSN is more of the slot. Um, I think that he's pretty athletic. He did not test well at the pro day or at the combine. No, but, but you've seen what he like. Yeah, you see the body of work. There's yeah. certain guys that are just gamers. The body of work is more important to me yeah. than the testing. I agree. If the testing isn't egregiously bad, like a Keishon Booty, like Boutte, but like that was horrible. Yeah, this was just like underwhelming. But like, all right, like you can work around it. Like yeah. I think that Jordan Addison to me is my third best receiver. Uh, but I think that he's really solid. I think he does everything pretty well. I just, uh, what do you call it? The size does worry me, just like it did with Devontae Smith. But you see, Devontae Smith's unbelievable what he does in the NFL. Jordan Addison could very easily do that uh, if landed with the right quarterback, with the right situation. Yeah, I think that he's a guy who you can plug and play as a number two from day one. Wouldn't say number one from day one. He's not one. There's nobody in this class that's a number one from day one. But he can be a two and be really good. Um, moving on to to your guys, Zay Flowers, yeah. um, little bit undersized for sure. Yeah. Undersized, five foot nine, one eighty two. That's what he uh, tested at the combine. Mm-hmm. But ran a four four. Um, has a massive vert, uh, thirty five and a half inches. Yeah. And then last year had a, a very good season for a subpar Boston College yeah. team. He had over a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I'm not as high as him as you are. Um, I have him like. 
my 3A, 3B prospect because the next guy yeah. I, I'm extremely high on. Mm-hmm. Um, not as high on as JSN yeah. or, or uh, Jordan Addison. Addison. But I think he's very good. Uh, I think he's going to come in. I think there's four, potentially five wide receivers in this class that come in and are instant starters and, and make a difference on the field, and I think Zay Zay's one of them. Yeah, I just think I, I'm not as high on this receiver class as I was in last year or the year before. This is one of the, I'd say, weaker receiver classes. Uh, it's definitely not weak. It's, no, no, no it's, it's not weak. It's not. There's, there's no generational prospects like there were in yeah. past years, and there's no like surefire like, oh, that guy's going to be a star from day one. These guys are all guys who I can see as twos and threes from day one and work their way up to ones. I think I think these guys, every single one of these guys coming in uh, that we're going to talk about, I think instantly comes in and is a wide receiver two and a very good complement to whoever cool. they're paired up with. And, yeah. and potentially if they get put in a, a tougher situation, a one. Um, a one. I think that Zay Flowers to me, I really like his route running. I think he's, he's the shiftiest receiver of these guys. He yeah. is very fast, as we mentioned. Super shifty, obviously undersized, but he attacks pockets of space where you see him. He knows how to read zone coverages. He knows how to beat man coverages. He, he is good at attacking space and getting open no matter what. Adjusting his route a little bit and just getting open, very similar to like uh, you see guys who play with Kansas City, who play with like Patrick Mahomes. Not going to say a certain receiver, but you just like watch them. They know how to attack my, space. My pro comp to him is a faster, much, much faster Hunter Renfro. Oh, wow. I see. These I'm I'm not even gonna do comparisons. I do ceilings. Uh, it's crazy, but and like he plays very similar to Antonio Brown. I'm not gonna say like he's that. I've, Antonio Brown to me is a top ten receiver of all time. Just the play style. You watch him, you see him cut a little undersized, but just his one cut ability to get open. He can play in the slot. He played more slot at uh, Boston College, but you can see the outside potential. Uh, he he makes plays. At all three levels, you'll see him. He's not just a short route runner, an intermediate guy. He'll stretch the field with his deep speed, and obviously undersized. But he does make some contested catches. His hands do need some work. They're a little inconsistent. That's why he's not my surefire one or anything. But I'm really high on him just because I think that watching him attack different coverages. Obviously, the competition level isn't crazy at the ACC, but watching him attack different press coverages, zone coverages, man coverages. His route running, his speed, his quickness, his shiftiness, really, play, I think that plays at the pro level. Just because I, to me, my favorite trait in receiver is route running, elite route uh, running. It, really, it's the thing that translates the it, best. It translates the best, and it it just does the most for like an NFL level. Because you can say speed, okay, speed's cool. Anybody can run four two four three. Well, I'm saying most guys can. Does that translate to the NFL? Everybody's a freak athlete in the NFL. Yeah. Here, you need to have that. Defining skill, I think Zay Flower has that it factor, that defining skill where he can run any route in the route tree and is really good at diagnosing what coverages and getting open. Yep. He, he just gets open. He's the best separator in this class to me. Yeah. Uh, my next guy, um, who I kind of have tied with Zay Flowers right now, is uh, Quinton jo- Johnson out of mm-hmm. TCU. I think he's just he's a big threat receiver. Doesn't have the quickest 40, ran a 4-5, but... Uh, in game, he has separation speed. Yeah. We've seen it. Um, big body, six four, two fifteen. Um, my comparison to him would probably be like a guy like Mike Williams of the Chargers. Interesting. Um, I think he's just a big game player. I think he showed up when it mattered and was on uh, one of the best teams in football this year and was the best weapon, maybe best offensive player on that team. I mean, Duggan, yeah, sure, yeah, but well, he couldn't have the, done it without Quinn yeah, Johnson. Without without Johnson. 
Duggan was nothing, but uh, over a thousand yards, six touchdowns, uh, a long of seventy-six. He's just kind of a deep threat, but also a guy that you can just throw it up to. And I think that's yeah. where I get the Mike Williams from. He's a prototypical outside receiver. He looks like he was built in the lab. What is he like six? Fo- six, six four, four. two twenty. Yeah, he was built in the lab, like Mike Williams, Mike Evans type of yeah. receiver, just a big body. But he's pretty athletic. Very athletic, and, yeah, and can burn people. He's and, got like, speed. He's got deep speed. He he didn't didn't show the best forty time. Right. Uh, he didn't run it in the in the. Uh, I think he ran it in his pro day. It was like a four five one or something like that's that. That's not even but slow. Like, that's, that's not that's not slow. For it's size, not that's elite. Ama- yeah. For his size, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that Quentin Johnson has one of the higher ceilings in this class. Might have the highest ceiling, but um, alongside like a Zay Flowers or maybe a JSN, but, but like potentially a low floor. Potentially a low floor. I just don't really see it as much with him. Is just like I don't think he's a very fluid route runner. He doesn't have a very diverse route tree. His hands are hot and cold and. I just think that he has more flaws that like stand out to me from watching yeah, his tape. I, I I agree with but that, but he has a he, high ceiling. <laughs> your same thing with Anthony Richardson is yeah. how I feel about Quentin Johnson. I'm not I like just, yeah. I think that he can be really good from the get go, but I also do think that I just there are flaws and yeah, they're pretty massive. Definitely, yeah. But I do I do like him. Not gonna say like. I think that there's a clear four, top four to me in terms of receivers. These yeah, are the clear top four. There's a clear top four, and then there's a five that I think we'll talk about right now, and that's Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. I think could sneak into the first round. Yeah, um, potentially he'd be 25 or later. I could see With him the going. Giants. I, I could see him going 25 to the Giants. Actually, <laughs> oh god. Um, but six foot, 180, little undersized, but it seems to be kind of the the theme of this class. Yeah. Um, there, there's going to be a lot of slot receivers in this class. Yeah. But a very good year. Had the fifth mm-hmm. most um, yards and second most touchdowns in all of college football. He had 1,267 receiving yards and 15 touchdowns on a Tennessee team that surprised a ton of people. Just high-flying offense and was the best receiver on that team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hyatt, obviously, next to him, opposite him, was Cedric Tillman, another elite receiver who had down here this year, but yep. he's still great. Hendon Hooker at the helm had a lot of talent there. That high flying Josh Josh Heupel offense that was just so fun to watch. Jalen Hyatt is a burner. He reminds me of like a Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, straight yep. fast, straight deep speed. The reason I'm not as high on him is yes, he I wouldn't say he's undersized. He's like the prototypical outside receiver, not super big, not super small, just perfect burner size, but just. One, he didn't really test well at the pro at the combine or the pro day. He didn't run fast. Uh, for a guy who's known as a deep speed burner to run below a uh, four four, I think what did he run like four four eight four five? Something I don't know. like that. Well, it wasn't very did not impress me much at the combine. But just watching him, his route tree is not very diverse. His route tree is just go fast, go deep, <laughs> like and the hooker. Oh, he's down there somewhere. Just throw it up there, and great skill to have. But what we just talked about, we literally just talked about this. And he, most guys can run a four two four three. He ran a four four zero. That's elite by most measures. Yeah. But for a guy who you, you're like, oh, people. I remember Tennessee fans. I was talking to Tennessee fans. They were hyping it up like, oh, he's gonna run like a four two. He might break the records. He did not even come yeah. close. Yeah. I want to see him develop more than a go route or a deep post. Like he doesn't have a diverse route tree. And that really concerns me in terms of his ceiling. I just don't – his ceiling could be like, oh, he could be like a really fast, deep receiver. But, like, what else is there to offer? What else is there to offer for real? I agree. Um, moving on to, I think, three guys that are getting hurt by their positional value. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this <laughs> – Bijan Robinson is might be the best prospect in this class if he wasn't a running back. He's just a freak of nature. 
Um, very, very good runner. Uh, he's going to be probably the only running back that goes in the first round. Yeah. Um, him or Jameer Gibbs. But yeah. I see him as, like, most likely. He, he's he's kind of a, a lock to be a first-round guy, I yeah. would guess. And that, I think, tells a lot about the type of prospect he is because mm-hmm. running backs just don't go early. Right, with um, their value, it's all-time low right now. Yeah, uh, but I think Bijan, he is, like... I don't know. He's just so good. He's 1,500 a yards, guy. 18 touchdowns, uh, can catch the ball at 20 receptions for 300 yards and add a couple touchdowns through the air. Uh, 20 total touchdowns last year. He just, he's so good, and he's going to make a team very, very happy that drafts him, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of fans are going to love him. It's just a running back, and, yeah. and I think it hurts him. But I think Kuiper has him as a top ten prospect, yeah, top he did, five yeah, prospect. He, he's a clear top ten prospect. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. On, a, on any big value. board, he's top five to top ten. Yep. At worst, like to me, like top seven. He has it all. I'm not even going to say generational prospect because gen, uh, running back is only as good as his offensive line is. So mm. it's for in most situations. Look at Saquon. Uh, look at a guy like Christian Christian McCaffrey. Uh, no. Christian now, McCaffrey's ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. But like a say, say one, like, yeah. but that, that's not about that. He has all the skills. He's a three down back because he can catch the ball. Uh, he runs with power. He's really shifty. He's a one cut back, and he's so good at what he does. Reminds me a lot of Todd Gurley coming out of Georgia. That's my pro comp for him in terms of his ceiling. I just think that obviously Gurley, really unfortunate what happened to him in his career, but at his peak, he was the best running back in the NFL. I think B. John has very similar traits to him. <laughs> Very nice, very solid build as a running back. I think he's like 5'11", 215. Very, just has it all. He's he's fast for his, he wouldn't, I wouldn't say like burner speed. He doesn't have burner speed, but he's really shifty. He can run with power. He's not afraid of contact. And he has good vision. And I think he's the clear best, we know he's the clear best running back prospect in this class. But to me, top 10 prospect. We'll go later in the first round. If not, fall to the early second round. But he is the best running back in this class probably the best non like best skill position prospect in this class um and then we'll just quickly burn through these guys yeah. because we have been going for an hour already right. and we still got to do a, a little draft. mock draft of course um but the two top tight end prospects michael mayer and dalton i kincaid. believe it, kincaid Dal- yes, dalton yeah kincaid um both very good i have mayer uh, yeah. above him and I you kin- know probably yeah. a little um, personal bias, but Notre Dame bias. But he, I, I watched what he's able to do on a field, and when he steps onto the field, he's the best player on the field pretty much at all times. What he's yeah. able to do at a tight end position is crazy. And then Kincaid is also very good. Maybe yeah. I see. I, I see Mayer's yeah. more complete tight end. Kincaid is a more fluid receiver. Yeah, uh, yeah. and Ma- I think they're Mayer, both good. Mayer just has the. I think translates to the NFL so well. Sure, His yeah. blocking. He's a gigantic body. Mm. Uh, I think he he went on bussing with the boys, and he said his neck grew three inches in college. Yeah, like he's, he's a freak. He's a freak of nature. They're both really good at what they do, and this is a strong tight end class. But yeah, I think that they. I mean, whoever gets them is gonna be happy with what they get. Uh, I think very happy. But um, we'll go on and, and do a little bit of a mock draft now. Yeah, We're just gonna away. go go through the first round. Um, do you want the first pick, or you want me to take it? Um. I, you can have the first pick. Um, I think I'll go Bryce Young, Alabama, to the Carolina Panthers. Okay, got it. Um, Give me one sec because I want to write these down. I'm, I'm just going to go on PFF, uh, the mock draft simulator, uh, and I can take care of the draft stuff. Um, to me, number two, C.J. Stroud. 
I will say that the betting odds have shifted toward Will Levis being the second overall pick, which I just think is so stupid. But C.J. Stroud is number two. I think that's fair. I think that if it wouldn't be as we mentioned before, it wouldn't surprise me if he went number one. Number three yeah. is Arizona, uh, and also it. we're we're gonna do we're no, gonna do no trades. No trades. Um, yeah. Number three, I got Will Anderson going to the Arizona Cardinals. Got it. You got the draft pulled up? Yep. Sweet. Uh, number four, I got Anthony Richardson going to the Colts. I hate that. I love it. I hate beautiful. that so much. Oh, it's beautiful. Shane Steichen, who just coached Jalen Hurts, gets Anthony Richardson. Oh, my God. It's perfect. It's perfect. I I strongly, strongly disagree with that pick, but you sure. Um, number number five. five, I got Jalen Carter um, going to Seattle. I think that's a perfect fit for him going with Pete Carroll. Uh, I think he just becomes a disruptor, and I hate that. For uh, the NFC West, yeah, <laughs> adding for, Will for Anderson and, and Jalen Carter. Yeah, your 49ers are not going to be happy with that. Number six, um, uh, number six is tough because Tyree Olsen to me is the best prospect on the board right yeah, now. That's what that's what I would do. Yeah, but I think that um, what do you call it? The Lions they need cornerback more than they need edge. They just drafted Aiden Hutchinson. I think that. Um, they lost. They traded Jeff Okuda to the Falcons. They lost Amani Oruwariye. Amani. He's they not also. Very, you gotta. Got you gotta they, also they remember did. that they have a second pick later on. Right. They do. And I think that. And I think it. you go. To, you go personally. Uh, in in my own personal mock draft, I have Tyree Wilson going here to make yeah. a two headed monster with. Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, and then you go corner later. That's fair. You might. You might. You sw- don't. Don't you, reach uh, on a corner. You take the best. Yeah. Prospect. You might. You might have swung me. I was going to take Devon Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez, but you spun me. I'm taking Tyree Wilson six. Good. Yeah. Well, cool. seven. Uh, seven to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. Wow. I think, I think he's my top cornerback prospect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need a corner. I agree with Christian Gonzalez being the top cornerback prospect, and I do need a corner. I'm just shocked you didn't take Will Levis, but. <laughs> nope, you got it. Uh, let me think. Number eight. <sighs> Number eight. Um, they and my pa- in my own personal mock draft. I don't, a don't, little don't, bit of a don't it's a little bit of a reach. But... Don't spin me. I'm taking Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Okay, um, I don't hate that. I think that they need edge. Um, I, this is a prime trade down spot for Atlanta, but I think that they do need edge. They kind of have their cornerback, their secondary figured out. They need edge desperately. Van Ness is the best edge on the board. Um, so I had this guy going who I'm going to have the Bears take, and that's Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Oh, wow. That is, whew, that is ambitious. I, where is he on the board? Uh, Miles Murphy, I think that's, I mean, he, he's I respect like top it. 20 positional value as a defensive yeah. end is, is crazy. I think here is where, I mean, dude, <laughs> the Eagles have, they can take whatever they want. I'm giving them Devon Witherspoon. Yeah, that's what I had yeah. as well. I think that the top two corner in the class, uh, Bradbury's getting older, Slay's getting older. I've, I'm, they're still good, but yep. you get Devon, plug him in. Oh, that's unbelievable. Um, Scary. Number 11, this is where I had Anthony Richardson going, so I'm going to give yeah, you have to I'm gonna give them Will Levis. I think that <laughs> that's also a good situation for Levis. I think it would be better for the Colts, yeah, um, yeah. but I think – Will Richardson, if you want, if you want, or uh, he plays basketball for Fordham. Yeah, uh, (laughs) if you want Anthony Richardson to succeed, I think the Titans are a perfect situation for him. I don't see it. I think their offensive line stinks. I think that their offensive system stinks. I think that 
Andy yeah, Richardson whatever. fits make, better. Make yeah. your next pick. Uh, yeah, it's a very obvious one. Jackson Smith and Jigba yep. to the uh, Texans. We already talked about this. Yep, I Don't think I think far. that that works out perfectly. Yeah. Um, Jets thirteen Jets. Uh, they need offensive line help, so they're going to go Paris Johnson. I like out pick. of Ohio State. I like that pick. Um, now I'm pissed because I realized I should have taken the odd numbers because I would have gotten the Giants. But uh, whatever, it's all good. I expect you to make a good pick for us. Yep. Uh, fourteen. The Patriots. The Patriots need anything. I will give them a receiver. Give me Quentin. Wow. Jo- give me Quentin Johnston. They you're have going, no rec- You're going receiver there. I yeah. Think they, have, they they need offensive what, line what, help. What, what receivers do they have? Their offensive line is fine. I think they just signed Juju. That doesn't move the needle. Juju's right. a slot receiver. Whatever. <laughs> they need a true X, a big body receiver, a good receiver. <laughs> Juju's amazing. They're, he's their one right now. Yeah. He's not a one. Um, you got the Packers now. Green Bay Packers. Big Bob Tanyan just left. Michael Mayer steps in and becomes the tight end of the future for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> that I've seen that mock so many times. Um, yeah, I think that's... that makes perfect sense. Got you. Um, ah, man, the Commanders. Well, if I, you, there, there's spot. a very clear guy here that I think. Uh, if I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Peter Skronsky. Yep, just that's just, exactly because he's the go, he's the guy who can move into guard, and he, he I think we've seen him mocked more as a guard. I'm gonna give yep. him Skronsky. I think that a I think good a, good pick. Yeah, I Thank think there's you. a very obvious pick here at 17 for the uh, Steelers. Um, I'm between two guys, and because you had the Patriots take a, go a different route, I'm going Broderick Jones out of oh, the tackle out of uh, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Yep. I I, I like that pick. My obvious pick was they need cornerback. The legacy pick, his dad played there, Joe yeah. Porter Jr. But um, but cool I think that. he should go in the next pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about what corner to take here. Um, I'm just looking at the board. Forbes. Yeah, no, give me Joe Porter Jr. Yep. Yeah, smart. I was thinking between him and Deontay Banks, but smart. Yeah, I I think I personally that's where my corners of the first round really kind of end. I think I have one more mocked. I think Banks is the last one, but yeah, um, I, I yeah. agree with you. Um, Tampa Bay, uh, they go Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I think just took they, Kate Otten. They go they, double up on tight end. I like they, that. They need they need a tight end, um, a guy that'll be there for a while. I think yeah. that works out great. I think that's fair. Yeah, Kincaid's really good. He's my tight end one, but yep. I do think that both really good prospects. Um, Seattle, they took what, they Jalen took Jalen Carter. Carter. Jalen Carter at five. Let's see what they need. Uh, they do need offensive line help, but not. Desperately, they they have tackles figured out. Their tackle situation is fine. I have a uh, prospect for them that would uh, t- be terrifying as a San Francisco fan. A- and in my own mock draft, I have him going in the top ten. Oh, um, outside linebacker. I'll I'll let you work through it. Yeah, no, I don't have that. I'm thinking Brian Branch. I think the safety a a, a plug and play. Uh, no, there's no way you took a safety here. There's I, no first round safeties. I can. Brian Branch is in the first round. He's my only first round safety. He, there, there are no first round. I'm very safeties. high. On Bri- Brian Branch is a, he's a guy who can play safety and slot corner. He reminds no me a way. lot of the there's Honey no Badger. There's no way you didn't just go because I have Lucas Van Ness there, but you oh, took him in the took top. Van Ness at top. I know you yeah. took him in the top ten. So, so How you didn't go Nolan Smith there nah, is egregious. Sure. Um, they don't. Their edge situation's fine. I think that you t- they. You got already got Jalen Carter. You don't have to just go all in on the defensive line. I, dude, I think that make the, Quandre, you, Quandre Diggs, uh, solid player. Then Jamal Adams is hurt a lot, and he's uh, 
basically a linebacker at this that's, point. That's an insane. I think Brian Branch is a, ridiculous. That's an insane. Because you can plug him in at slot corner. You can play Dude, him at corner. He's no so good. First round yeah, he is. He absolutely is. There, he absolutely I, is. He's been mocked in the first round literally every draft I've ever seen. I, I haven't seen him in one. Okay. All right. Um, 21 Chargers, Jordan Addison. I like that. I think you I'd, pair him with the guy that I think he plays like. Um, in no, Keenan Keenan Allen? no, I said that no, for, for Jason. Jason. Um, but I think um, I, I just I like that fit. He becomes uh, probably their three guy behind yeah. Keenan Allen and, yeah. and Mike Williams and develops into their one over the next couple of years. Sure, that's fair. Um, where am I? We're at 22. Um this is where I'm going to give Nolan Smith to the Ravens. The Ravens. You're not edge. going receiver. No, You're, dude. What are you doing? The Ravens don't really think like we do. <laughs> uh, give your give your top guy. They got Odell <laughs> and and Bateman's going to be healthy. Mark Andrews. I just still think their receiver room stinks. But you know, I don't think that a rec- I, receiver I, versus I edge. Think it, I think I think no, you need to prioritize edge here. I completely disagree. I, that's fair. That's that's wild that you have them going edge. Um, yeah. 23 Minnesota Vikings, Deontay Banks. That's fair. Yeah, they need corner. Yeah, that's that's a chalk pick. Um, here, 24. Um, they could go anything, but um, let me think. I think that shoring up that run defense and locking it down, giving them Kalaja Kansi, who t- tested really well. I think Kansi falling here is a massive steal. I, I have him falling a little more in my own, yeah. but... Please give me, please give me who I want here. I don't think he's gonna be there, so I'm not gonna give it to you. Ooh, number five, twenty-five, uh, the receiver that I'm talking I, about. I think, uh, I mean, Skip. yeah, I, I, Zay Flowers isn't gonna be there for yeah, this. Yeah, I don't think he will. I think he and goes to the Chargers I, at twenty-one. But. I, I think you botched that by not having him go twenty-two. Um, the Ravens. So yeah, I'll, I'll give, I'll give, just give me the Zay charity Flowers, pick already, but. You you just schemed that so that you would get him. No, I didn't. I schemed this. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, which I think is is hurts hurts our credibility. Uh, our credibility. <laughs> yeah. Twenty six Dallas fine. Cowboys. Cowboys. Wait, hold on. You took Zay Flowers. Uh, Twenty six Cowboys. I think that Jerry Jones gets crazy, even though they franchise tag Tony Pollard. They're taking B. John Robinson. I think that. No, there. No, I'm not. I'm not writing that down. Pick a different. There's no way they just franchise tag Tony Pollard and then pick a running back. There's no shot. Do you no know who shot. Do you know who Jerry Jones is? Yes, he's not that dumb. There's no do shot. Do you know who there's, Jerry Jones is? There's there's literally a zero percent chance I've the Cowboys pick him. I'm there's a zero percent chance because he goes he chance. goes the next pick. Okay. Um I all right, fine. Um I can't undo, so um Yes, you can. Yeah, you, you hit the undo button, I'll give you one more try. Because that was egregious. You've had like six egregious picks. That's the worst <laughs> one by far. I don't know about that one, Chief. We'll fire away. Um, what are we doing? You... They ahead. need a tight end. They need a tight end. They're not taking Darnell Washington. Yes, I think they take Darnell Washington. Fine, then put Darnell Washington down. All right. And then Bijan Robinson goes to the Bills. Okay. Um, 28. Who's up? Give me Darnell right to the, um, what do you call it, to the Bengals. I saw that he had a little spat with a Bengals beat reporter. Yeah, and they. I I had I had him going earlier, um, but that that works out well. I had them going uh, Torrance. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, the Saints, since Cancy's off the board, I think they go Brzee. Uh They need um, defensive defensive line hope. Yeah. Um, what do the Eagles even need? They don't need anything really. Like they I could... I had Brzee going to the Eagles originally, um, but. 
since Cancy's off the board, Brazil needed to go. Yeah, I don't even know what they need at this point. Like for real, they're so loaded. Um, give me a second. I'm pulling up my board. I I oh, have apologies. A, One second. I have a pick for you if you. Oh, um, give me Anton Harrison. Give me a tackle, just because. Lane Johnson, we don't know how much longer he can play. Um, just because coming off the injuries, I think that it's fair, and you just build depth amongst that offensive line. That's what Howie Roseman likes to do. I would, I personally yeah. would have gone Torrance because I believe Samalu left. Right, but they already have. Okay, that's okay. Go back, give me Torrance. You actually want me to do that? Yes, that's actually better. Uh, I think I think Torrance makes more sense. I think that they could go either they because I I also line. have Torrance going uh, to the Bengals at twenty eight. Uh, to kind of shore up that offense. Okay, but line. I took right, yeah. But yeah, um, and then Kansas City Chiefs. I think Keon White, uh, defensive end out of Georgia Tech. He's it's one of those effect. freak of nature type of guys, um, and I think uh, he fits perfectly in what they're trying to do. Yeah, fair. I think that we did a solid mock draft. Obviously, you disagree with a lot of my picks, I but I think, think it's... I think <laughs> some of your picks were outrageous. Yeah, it's fun, you know. That's the fun of it. That's why we have fun here on College yeah. Gridiron. Well, uh, Tyler, I think that's going to do it for uh, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll probably do one after the draft. Yeah. Uh, it'll be maybe NFL Friday instead yeah, of College definitely. Gridiron. Reaction so video. There'll be NFL players at that point. But uh, shout out to Owen Kelty, our producer behind the board. For Tyler Who, I am Danny Scott. And this was College Gridiron, a production of WFUV Sports. Mm-hmm.